Hello, hello, hello. So welcome back to the Awkward Adventures of a College Graduate. And this is a little bit of a different episode. I mean, it's not really because it's all about adulting in life because life is life. Um, but no, for real, um, this episode is called Trauma to Triumph. And so I have a special guest on the podcast. Um, somebody I know, one of my old residents when back in my old RA days. <laughs> um, and I'm really excited because I think it's gonna be a great conversation between us just about what that's life is like as far as mental health and other things like that and just kind of dealing with that being a black man and everything that comes with that so I'm going to allow him to introduce himself um, at this point in time and we're going to just jump straight into it so guest so what's up y'all my name is Wade Burton Um, I'm happy to be here Mm -hmm. happy to talk about mental health Um, my experiences over the past year with growing uh, comfortable with myself Mm -hmm. uh, self-healing and actually doing that work okay all right, cool, 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 cool. So we're gonna jump straight into the first topic. So this is gonna be a, like a different type of style for the listeners who are here. It's not gonna be necessarily interview style. It's just gonna be a conversation because we're both gonna talk about our own experiences and just kind of like really have like it's gonna be some real red table talk type <laughs> stuff. Oh, no. I'm kidding. Without the without the that whole aspect. Um, and you can also can curse, by the way, if you'd like on this podcast, this isn't a clean podcast, just let me know. Um, so a question I have, and so I'm curious what you you look at it, and I know Wade, so I kind of have an understanding where his head is at, but I'm curious what how he defines mental health. Okay, so ideally what I thought mental health was is I used to think it was just shallow. It was like, you know, base level, like kind of how you kept yourself. So um when I heard people talk about mental health, it would often be from the standpoint of like depression, stuff like that, and not understanding what that was, I would kind of be quick to dismiss it. Right. Um, now, honestly, what I kind of define mental health as is it's a all-encompassing thought. Um, it is a mm-hmm. thing that kind of keeps you grounded, but also <laughs> pushes you to kind of pursue the things that grip you and, and inspire you. Um, mental health is the biggest part of our life um, as humans. So, I don't know how I follow with that, but I think just to kind of piggyback off of that, that's pretty much what I think mental health is. Mental health really is just that, like, it's it's really the end all and be all, not to sound cliche, but it, it literally affects everything. Without mental health, you're I don't want to say you're nothing but you you kind of are it's literally who you are as a person and so mental health allows you to be able to work through things mental health allows you to kind of have an understanding of self and really just be healthy overall without good mental health it affects your physical body affects your emotional health it can affect your social health it's literally one of the most important aspects and you know it starts in the brain so the brain is a huge portion if not the most important aspect of your body so it's like you know, not to get very medical in terms of that, but it's literally the like crucial part to it. Um, and so I guess the question is, and I think I didn't ask you this question, but what does it mean to you? Like what, how do you like, how, what's the importance of mental health to you? Okay. So um, to me personally, mental health has become a major priority for me. Right. Um, specifically, I would say in the past two years, especially with being in quarantine, kind of being left alone with my thoughts. 
um, and kind of being forced to like ridiculous look at myself in the mirror. Hate that. Um, <laughs> like I think that's something that so many people can relate to. Um, in high school, mental health, like for most high school boys, you know, you don't want to be the outlier. You don't want to be the outcast. You you don't have the the, the stones to kind of stand on what you need in terms mm-hmm. of. Um, moving forward into college, you have a little bit more freedom, but you still have those influences. It was not until I started prioritizing mental health, I was actually alone. I had to become in, in quarantine, I had to become very comfortable with being by myself and being alone with my thoughts. Um, so yeah. I was gonna say I kind of want to put a pin in it right there, and I'll get back to like my definition of what mental health is. But that that being alone aspect, that being alone with your thoughts piece, how like like I just want to like just kind of piggyback off of that in the sense of like that is so crucial because you don't realize like most people can't do that. That's like a legitimate fear, like like being in quarantine during this time, like worrying about my mental health. I didn't realize how afraid I was of my own thoughts and I still kind of am like being in that space just like oh I have to be here by myself and so the think and go like be okay with the thoughts and the crazy ass thoughts to the not so crazy thoughts especially if you live by yourself that's like a freaking crucial thing (laughs) I was I was fortunate enough to have like my family there so Mm. when obviously being a college student all college students went home right um having family there helped but like when you know you were you sat there you were still alone you didn't get to see your friends outside of your family and your family they know you on a more intimate level than anybody um so like I mean especially if you have a relationship with your family I have a really good relationship with my family right right Um, I have a very supportive family so I I actually like actively started like going to my parents and like telling them like and talking to them about like kind of like the crazier thoughts I was having. Um, Some of my like major like you know concerns and like my mom and my dad they both took it in stride they um it was it was kind of interesting we had this conversation I was just like you know like I don't know if I like myself and this was like a conversation that happened early in quarantine and you know my mom kind of helped me put together like you know like well what is it about yourself what is it mm-hmm. what is it that like you know you feel like you need to change and it wasn't necessarily that I felt like there were things I needed to change I just felt like I was stagnating and so I just needed like that, that that further kind of support to get me to where I needed to be. And my parents did an excellent job of helping me with that. And my family, my wonderful sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, I, I, you, you cannot talk about a journey without talking about like your sins. I do believe mm-hmm. um, I, I used to like downplay a lot of people's mental health because mm-hmm. I didn't understand it. And honestly, I was just so upset with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. So like, I would dismiss like, whenever like my sister or my friends would be like, I'm so depressed, I'm this, that, and that. I'm just like, oh, that's a choice. Happiness is a choice. Mm-hmm. And like deep down, I was never happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I was- It sounds it, like projection is a motherfucker. It, it, was, it was a projection of like, just like, <laughs> if I wake up and like fake a smile, then you can too. Like, er. 
and that's not how it works no it literally it it isn't but like that when you said that stagnation piece that hit my soul um one thing so like i said i i've I've known wade for two three years now Oof, getting old um (laughs) getting old he's getting old i'm not getting old (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) what i was gonna say is um yeah with that said that stagnation piece it's it that's such a real one especially like um you know when you're not in school when you become like a real adult and by the way real adult is not a thing if you're in college you're still a real adult you're a real adult at any point in time but once you get out of school there's a certain <laughs> level of stagnation and I actually like you saying that I felt that same exact thing within like quarantine and isolation so I'm a very type a personality my me my listeners don't know that so like I'm a person I have a plan for a plan for a plan for a plan so right. like, I literally have everything planned out like I had planned it, it out it doesn't go the way you thought it just kind of all falls apart and I felt that like um even like talking to my mom on the phone today we were talking about future plans and like I'm like well you know especially with like you know changing conditions in the economy um the marginalization of the working class everything you know I'm sitting here talking to her and I'm like you know I have a good enough credit score where I want to get to this point where it's like screw renting I just want to apply for a mortgage and Mm -hmm. she's like son let's just worry about getting you through <laughs> next year let's get you through next year right let's get you through let's get you through undergrad let's get you to graduation right let's get you to graduation let's get you to grad school let's get you to where you want to be mm-hmm. and i'm just kind of sitting here like i always have to kind of feel like i am always planning and honestly i've learned that is such like one of the biggest like things i've been working on Mm-hmm. Um, because you'll drive yourself crazy you will drive yourself crazy because you'll be like I want this 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 literally like when I tell you I'm like I was going to go to medical school I'm gonna get married at this age and have kids I'm gonna do all that stuff that was me when I tell you my world fell apart when medical school was not the thing I said what the fuck is this I said excuse me <laughs> right right like you awesome. you were like like you will fall apart and you will drive yourself crazy just mm-hmm. like kind of like monotonizing over mm-hmm. just like these small parts of your life that aren't even like in the cards yet mm-hmm. you know um so the question I have for you is how did you start breaking out of that like feeling of being stagnant or over planning like in terms of that so I, I know we're we're not all over the place because there are other topics we're going to hit but I feel like this is an important part talking about the pandemic right. talking about this aspect I'm curious how what you did because I know what I did and I'll share that, but I'm curious how you made your way to that point. It actually all started with like physical health. So mm-hmm. I was Very fairly important. athletic throughout high school, um, played lacrosse, football, um, did martial arts uh, when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Whole nine. So I've always definitely very- started a cross team at our at my university. Well, his university. Yeah, so I've always kind of been like you know this active kid. Um, and even like the little bit you were doing in high school, or the whole lot you were doing in high school, mm-hmm. you know, when you didn't have like that structure, like mm-hmm. uh, the. ROTC or like sports you kind of fall back to like some really bad habits Mm. for me my thing was food made me feel in control Mm. 
So where I was eating a lot like freshman year, but I, in the beginning of freshman year, I was eating and lifting. It just went completely to eating. And I ballooned up to like 315 at my heaviest. Wow. And I went into quarantine at like 310, 315. Mm. Um, I always would tell my parents, I'm like, oh, it's only like 300. It's only 305. I would downplay mm-hmm. this back because weight has always been a problem in our family. Mm-hmm. And um, I woke up one day and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm tired of like snoring myself awake. I'm tired of not being like happy in my body. Mm-hmm. And so I remember like, just like jumping rope. Like it started with like just jumping rope or, mm-hmm. um, and then it would turn into jumping rope turned into loading up like a weighted pack during the summer and right. going for three, four mile walks. And then when gyms opened back up, I would like lift and like, I've come a long way. I still have such a long way to go. Um, It started with that. Like I noticed my prioritization of my health and like me becoming a happier person started when I started that. Um, And on these walks, I would actually listen to audiobooks. And these audiobooks would kind of come from the more self-help side of things um obviously with like you know psychiatrists psychologists being closed counselors being closed you know I really kind of embarked Mm. on this uh this 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 self-worth and self-realization journey um I do want to kind of pause here and say if you are experiencing any problems definitely seek professional help um please definitely seek professional help like the 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 self-help and the self-growth journey mm-hmm. is always great but it never hurts to go and see a counselor and be able to feel vulnerable and have a safe space to do so yes definitely please do do that that's a, a plug i want to add in too it's okay to seek therapy especially if people of color you go through mm-hmm. a lot of shit there's a lot that we have on our plate it's my mom always jokes says she says like you cannot be black without needing some form of site like therapy but it's true it's true black in america not need some form of therapy mm-hmm. but um so what we saw today but we're not going to talk about that because oh, yeah. i'm going to tell you this episode was recorded on november 19th it may not come out for a couple of days but if you remember november 19th you know what the fuck happened today yeah so then it what happened like was like you know i started actually like seeing changes um but it was more in like my grace for myself i was able to express a lot more grace for myself and patience for myself right. um, patience that i lacked for myself before and then in right. turn lacked for other people so i was always you know me at lincoln i was always very short to the point and blunt with people yeah <laughs> uh, he was like very much like boom 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 like I was always kind of very short, blunt, and to the point with people. Mm-hmm. I didn't kind of beat around the bush, um, to the point where it could have been misread as being like hostile or mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was never the, the intention. And right. I realized that came from just a level of patience I didn't have for myself. Um, and then when gyms opened back up, me and my sister, we kind of started like pushing each other to go to the gym. Um, and we would go together. Uh, we would go two hour, two hours, three hours. And I would just sit there and lift 
Um, and what happened was lifting kind of became like a safe space for me. And now it's almost what eight, nine months later, 10 months later, and I'm still going to the gym every day and still working on myself. I always um, love it. Ask my, the people in my life, one key question, and that is how can I better support you? Um, how can I provide a safe space for you? Because mm-hmm. it's no one's job to fix you. No, no, it's, it's nobody's job. job to fix it's you, and it's not your job, job to fix anybody else. Mm-mm. But what you can do is provide a safe space for people to do that work. Mm-hmm. Um, get providing that grace, like you said, being able to not. But we're not saying don't set boundaries. Mm-hmm. You have to set boundaries. There's a difference. But realizing maybe today they're a little bit shorter. But if they're mistreating you, that's a whole other thing. Please still have your boundaries set up is what we're saying. You know, just want to make that clear for the folk out there. You have to protect yourself because there are people who will capitalize on that emotional energy. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes you just need to be able to step back and just be like, hey, I just don't have the emotional energy to do it today. Mm-hmm. I don't have like the, the ability to care for you in the capacity that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that is so very valid as well. Yeah. yeah. Once something I learned to start doing, and it actually, I think having been like your RA and like a couple of the other guys RA when I was like a senior in college and just trying to grow into a new person or not grow into a new person, but grow into a better person. Um, something I started doing a couple months ago is when I talk to people, I ask them, do you want action, empathy, or advice? Because you don't want to ever come into that, like saying, okay, I'm going to give you advice or, oh, I'm going to empathize with you. Huh? But they never ask. Like, exactly. 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 They just need like a sounding board. They just need that shoulder to cry on. They just exactly. Mm -hmm. Or they need an action. Can you just sit with me right now while I just cry? Or can you take me to the store to get dinner or whatever? Because I'm just too sad. Yeah, I'm too sad to drive right now. Or I need to go to the doctor because I feel like I'm having pain. Like whatever that looks like, you know, all those different things. Um, because it really does help you and it helps you set up those boundaries too. Like even like um one thing I did kind of funny you say like sometimes I haven't had emotional capacity to talk to people. I'll be like before I ask a person before I start venting, I'll be like, hey, are you in the space to listen to me talk right now? Um like, can I vent right now? Oh, yeah, I can. Or no, right now is not a good time. And I'll be like, okay, I'll go do what I got to do for myself, you know. But um, hearing you say that is just kind of like important, but it sounds good. I'm glad, you know, honestly, I'm looking because I'm proud, like, proud R8. Because <laughs> oh, I've seen this kid, this kid grow. Um, and just hearing like the difference, it, it's, it's good, you know. And so I guess like kind of like jumping in that, I don't remember the question I asked you um because we're all over the place but it's it's a good conversation um oh how did you stop feeling stagnant okay i guess for myself to share um you know i didn't go the physical route in a sense of it um physically like you did which it sounds like it was really good for you i think i did started doing more so for me it was spiritual so like you know i feel like that was a big thing during the pandemic either people kind of did like you did they were like i'm going to focus on my outward self and it kind of like goes over into other aspects it manifests inwards. Huh? It inwards you. yeah I was gonna say it manifests inwards 
I started, I guess, spiritually or within outwardly. So like right. little known fact, like at the very beginning of court, like of quarantine isolation I was very I was probably at my lowest form of faith like I was like five minutes away from being like is there a God like I was like at that point yeah and that's knowing me that's like very like well um so like what I end up doing when this whole thing happened I have a friend shout out to my brother Wes um we started praying every single day with what was going on with like the world because we just didn't understand nobody understood it was just a scary time we thought we were going to all die pretty much. Like it was like, it was like the end of the world. It was very, it was, it was exactly. It was like the end of the world. It's like, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Pretty much highways, food, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. So we prayed every single day. And then that transitioned into me joining a Bible study with him um, as well as a couple of people I now consider friends. And so having that praying and manifesting and praying and being like, okay, God, I need you to help take me into 2020 and move myself through this and prove me and all that and there's a prayer they say there's a dangerous prayer that you pray that dangerous prayer you pray and I prayed at the beginning of 2020 has revealed to me all the things that you need to reveal to me about myself as well as allow me to be who I need to be so God said okay bet so through that I was able to like grow so I was like all right my mental health is now where it needs to be like my anxiety was so bad that like when I would get upset about something, I literally could feel myself go all the way up. I'd be up here. And then I felt the literal fall of like, ugh. and I was just like, you know, right out of college, I was unemployed. I was broke. Um, and I just didn't feel like I was at my best. But through being spiritual, there's this book that I read or we're still reading called um, A Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. And so we do it week by week. And just that along with prayer and everything like that, it's always super timely. So talking about like, you know, how to have community with others, all these different things, that's allowed me to not be as stagnant and be like, okay, I'm in a better space. I do want to circle back and ask you a question personally. Circle Um, back. Yeah, is, you know, we were talking about just like getting comfortable with the scary thoughts. Mm -hmm. When did you become comfortable with yours? Like, when was the moment you knew? Because I find, I don't know if it's for everybody, but I'm comfortable like, with what the scary thoughts, like the, the, the scary thoughts, or like the intrusive thoughts, or even just like the thoughts that you're just like, hey, let's dissect this. Um, um, you know, it, it, it took me a minute to like be able to, I'm not going to say like completely be mm-hmm. okay with it, but just like to be able to manage and handle them in an appropriate fashion. Um, I think I became better with them. Honestly, it was very recent in the sense of like, I'll say within the last year. So like last year, um, in September, I started therapy, October, August, I started therapy. So like, I was like, I came in like, once again, type A personality. I was like, I have this going on, I have this going on, I have this going on, I have this going on. And my therapist was like, okay, what's that say this? And she read, read down, she was like, this isn't what's going on here. That's not what's going on here. Like, literally was like, this is what it is. It's your anxiety. And so, like, I started to, like, um, we did, she does it where you do, like, education. So, like, talking about schemas and stuff like that. So, like, honestly, I started becoming better with my intrusive thoughts probably in, like, April or May of this year because, uh-huh. like, I had to be okay with me myself. So, I started living by myself. So like a part of living by myself and then also I came out last year. Well, no, actually really technically podcast wise came out this year in July, but I came out last year. 
in 2020. Um, so along with that, obviously intrusive thoughts and all that stuff. So I had to be okay with being okay with those thoughts and realize that I'm just a normal human being. And so I think probably through therapy within the last year or so, I've been okay with, okay, this is just not, this is much, this is nothing more than a thought. This is what I'm feeling at this moment and that it's okay. And it's literally just a thought. You can't be afraid of your thoughts. Your thoughts are thoughts. They cannot hurt you. And they are not necessarily a reflection of you. It's kind of like when they say the dark side of the mind, like, you say like you see like a, a like you see water and you're like throw your phone your head in the back of your head throw your phone throw your phone but that doesn't mean like you're about to throw your phone or you want to just cause destruction or whatever uh, it's a thought like you got to be okay with that so i really feel that and, and being someone who is like neurodivergent i have mm-hmm. um impulsive thoughts are like my mm-hmm. bread and butter because it's like my brain is always seeking stimulation so it's, mm-hmm. it's always like you know squirrel or throw your phone or like mm-hmm. i definitely have the brain of a golden retriever um not the golden retriever it, it's not a bad thing it's just understanding me and um, how you work right and how i work um so one thing like you know i've noticed is that it's like my intrusive thoughts are not bad they're just like random and like random to the point where it's just like you know it'd be really good i can just be like in the middle of doing something or you know it'd be really good pad thai automatically look up just like this random pad thai place that i have no intention of ordering food from um and i'm just kind of sitting there and i'm just like what is this um but also because of my attention span it's always mm-hmm. like i will like walk out and leave things like I will forget things like I will set my phone down on my kitchen counter and forget about it mm. and then there you go it, right and then I'm like I reach for my phone like wait where did I put this and it could be like 5 10 15 minutes ago um mm-hmm. so it's just like understanding yourself being comfortable with your intrusive thoughts and like understanding mm-hmm. your mental state um right. and how your brain works I think is is mm-hmm. 90% of the battle Right, exactly. And it's understanding where those thoughts come from. So like, I think if there's an intrusive, so if you're having an intrusive thought of like self-harm or something like that, and it continues to be there, you need to address that. If there's like other intrusive thoughts, I think you need to be able to recognize it. So that's where it's like being in tune with self. So like, you have to, that's the one thing I will say is like, a lot of times, it's just nothing but thoughts, but you have to be careful with them as well. That's one thing I learned for myself is like, all right, also self-harm and i think this goes for a lot of people Mm -hmm. uh, specifically in the black community Mm -hmm. self-harm isn't always physical like cutting suicide um self-harm could be you know using sex or substances Mm -hmm. um as like a self-harm mechanism like it's Mm -hmm. it makes you feel something in the in the moment Mm -hmm. Um, because that's where a lot of self-harm mechanisms stem from you just want to feel something it kind of it it gives that that initial shock so just being being able to be transparent with yourself and why Mm -hmm. you're doing an action and if an action is from the standpoint of harm or like if this is something you you genuinely want to do i have a friend um love this person to death they Mm -hmm. overwork themselves like Mm -hmm. and i've kind of been like you know talking to them they were one of the first friends I made when I moved down here mm-hmm. and like you know you're sitting there like well I gotta do this and I gotta do that I gotta do this I gotta do that 
I'm like, okay, so are you doing this because like you want people to like look at you and like, are you doing this for you? Like, this is what grips you and completes you. Is this what makes you happy? Or are you doing this because this is like, you know, unresolved trauma from, you know, going through high school and graduating with like a 4.5 GPA and like, you know, like being the president of all these clubs, like, and you know, this, this image that you had to, to uphold, is this something you really want to do? So, I'm laughing because yeah, I can't see the podcast. <laughs> I flipped him off because I'm like, he's not talking about me, by the way, but I just felt real attacked um, by what he was saying. And I didn't appreciate that negativity in my face. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't really it's, fine. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm working kind of have to ask your, yourself the question because like I've even been doing this with the gym now no, but that is, yeah. and so like mm-hmm. specifically with men I've noticed um I'm going to address a TikTok uh trend going around right now mm-hmm. and it is like the masculine urge to insert some really like self-destructive um misogynistic or like mm-hmm. in terms of just destructive behavior here that men do mm-hmm. men to be satire um obviously it's 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 right. a self-aware joke yeah but like you know the amount of um me being a gym rat i mm-hmm. decided to take talk the amount of people that are like you know the masculine urge to like go to the gym lift enough weight that can kill a man and like you know bottle it all up until eventually it blows up right. um right I've noticed, like, I've actually had to start asking myself, like, mm-hmm. some days I'm like, hey, am I going to the gym because this is, like, what I want to do? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to the gym because, like, oh, like, this is, like, a self-harm. This is, like, mm-hmm. like, this is, like, I feel like there's some inadequacy there. I was talking to my parents the other day. I was like, you know, I've realized something is, like, whenever I get really down or like mm-hmm. i'm having a really bad mental health day all right been like three three hours in the gym after class homework work whatever right I was like from the time i get off to close which is usually about mm-hmm. three three hours three and a half hours mm-hmm. um and it's usually because i am i don't want to address the the, the facts or like the reasons behind those thoughts or these feelings mm-hmm. right so, like, um don't feel like filling your feelings at that moment necessarily yeah. And like, you know, I've noticed that this, that's something that like I have to stop because one thing I will say is um, I've, I've found spirituality in mm-hmm. the past year. I'm not necessarily Christian, but I am spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, one spiritual concept that is very prevalent is the idea of shadow work where you have your like kind of more elevated light self and then you have your shadow self, which is like mm-hmm. your traumas, your unresolved mm-hmm. issues. I've heard of it before. Um, And one thing I've learned about life is life, whether you want it or not, life is going to force you to address those things. Now, whether you fix them or not, that's on you. But life will always force you to address those things. And it's never going to be in a good way. It will come at the cost of yourself, a loved one. Mm -hmm. Um, In this case, it came at the cost of a loved one for me. Um, At the top of quarantine, um and like a, a very good relationship um at the top of quarantine i'm not going to get too much into that mm-hmm. 
But yeah. Share with you like sharing here. Yeah. So like um right. Right. Yeah, life will force you to do that work. I was gonna say, yeah, I'm 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 a prime. It, it's funny how so many aspects or like things mirror each other. It's kind of like um just coming from the Christian doctrine or or what or whatnot. In essence, it's like there's like lessons or like how I view it as like lessons. Like if there's a lesson that's there or something that you're not addressing, it's going to repeat itself. Like it's like a track that goes around and it you keep you're on this track. It's like life. You're gonna come back to that thing eventually. Sometimes it's better to just address it and pick whatever it is off the track and say, all right, I'm looking at it, I'm paying attention to it, I'm addressing it, rather than to run around the track because next time it might be a little bit bigger and next time it might trip you up and next time you might fall on your face. So right, right. My and like that was one thing is like my mm-hmm. parents, they they're very much the blunt type, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And one of their biggest critiques was like, you know, and especially moving forward, is like I start off so strong. Mm-hmm. I start off so strong and then I kind of whimper out towards the end and like mm-hmm. you know, kind of fizzle out um, because I, and, and part of this is also ADHD. I don't want to blame everything on ADHD because a lot of it is self-discipline. That obviously. Yeah. Wrong. But I mean, it's also a part of like, you know, your like, you know, my hyper fixation on like things in the beginning, I get super excited about a project mm-hmm. and then it's just like my brain, it kind of like my brain doesn't produce serotonin the way it is. Serotonin mm-hmm. scientifically is the chemical that is responsible for the happiness um but <clears throat> whenever I find a project that like you know boosts that serotonin it's like I dive headfirst mm-hmm. into it. right um let's go then, hard at it hard at it hard, go at, hard it. at it and then when the serotonin stops it just kind of drops it's like um so right. like one thing is like you know task initiation mm-hmm. um serotonin this is like the best I've ever done in school mm-hmm. after a year off and uh, partly it's just because I've learned one thing about the real world is uh school life outside of school sucks awkward offenses of a college graduate y'all we can end up in so right here <laughs> no I'm playing but like I've never felt more than you more than when you said like there's no such thing as like adult you were always adulting like I'm sitting here like in a new state of North Carolina, like like yeah, you, you, life adult life is rough. Mm-hmm. Adult right, and it doesn't end. And this isn't to say we're not complaining about it because it, it it has its great aspects, but it doesn't end. Guess what happens? You're sad, but what's still gonna happen? What's still gonna be need to be you paid? Still that rent. You, you still, still got, got rent. Utilities. You still, still got, got car note if you have that. Still need groceries. You mm-hmm. still need. You know. You still gotta do that assignment for work. Well, assignment for work, right? Like there will be days where I'll be like. Stop. No, I really am not in the mental space to like mm-hmm. go and do this. And that's very valid, but understanding mm-hmm. that like life doesn't stop. No, it does not stop. Yeah. And that's the hardest realization to have, you know, and that's the thing that I pray that like, or, you know, I hope that people realize is that life doesn't stop, but you have to have those moments where you slow yourself down and say, all right, life isn't going to stop, but I'm going to take this moment and breathe and like either right there and just say okay cool just be in the moment we saw like one of my things is Mm -hmm. i have two uh amazing pet birds that have kind (laughs) of become like uh emotional support Mm -hmm. uh animals for me um whenever i'm having a bad day they are like the sweetest uh Mm -hmm. birds um 
they'll just like chill with me and they'll sit on my shoulder, sit on the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like I love them to death or even like self-care. Um, self-care is extremely underrated. It's like, super underrated. And, you know, it's necessary. I want to take this moment for like black men to talk directly to black men. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we always hear like the sentiment like, oh, no, nah, that's that female-ish. That's that, that's that, that, that's that female stuff. Like, all right, taking a moment to do like a clay face mask, to light mm-hmm. some incense, to turn on some music, just mm-hmm. to like date yourself. Mm-hmm. Clean under and your nails. Love yourself is a little bit is, is key because mm. um, let me yeah let me talk to them directly just really quickly that's i just want to talk to us black men for a second so let me say something and it's something i'd say to myself too loving yourself for you just you doing loving yourself is important because somebody else can't do that for you son you have to do that for you you can't be out here expecting LaShonda or or, or Teresa or joe don't judge your life Whatever you do, you can't be out expecting them to do that for you. You have to have that internally. If you are not able to love on yourself and to give yourself love or whatever that is, and able to take that time to just date yourself, like Wade was saying, you're gonna have a sucky ass life because you know you're you're dependent on another person. Like it was already said for him, other people cannot make you happy. You have your happiness depends on you. So please, please, please do this. Don't try to look from outside sources for that find it internally, whatever it is. If it's not a clay mask, maybe it's playing 2K for a couple hours or something like that. Maybe it's making sure you brushed your hair, you get the wave popping or whatever, you took that time, whatever that is, a new haircut, all that. Don't, and like, you know, also get away from this mindset, this toxic mindset of like, obviously there's some stuff that is definitely white (laughs) people-ish. There's definitely some stuff that is white people-ish, but- I'm kidding. But like, you know, um enjoying music outside of rap or like mm-hmm. rock. I'm personally I'm a big like metalhead. I love metal. I love rock. Right. Um interior decorating. If like you moving around your space and making mm-hmm. making the energy flow a little bit better like cooking or like things that are traditionally like masculine or black Mm -hmm. that there's no shame in having that be a safe space for you you just have to be able to identify and understand that like you know within these spaces and the 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 fandoms that come with these spaces um go where you're respected and loved Mm -hmm. um not fetishized love in fetishization are two different things but like go where you're 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 respected mm-hmm. uh, and not like performatively respected but like exactly um there's... and you usually know where those places are like you may people may feel like oh i know you know where those places are you can feel the shift of energy versus we're doing this because we care about you versus we are just doing this because we're supposed to do this and love you because it's like the right, right it's, the ba- it's, 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 the it's the bare minimum it's like here's a participant you don't want to be you don't want somebody giving you a participation trophy for you existing you want them right. to give you the huge trophy or just appreciate you like you don't want it to be like here you go 
So there, there are plenty of other spaces outside of like, you know, I would say, and honestly, like me personally, like I love rap, but it's just gone to the point where like even listening to it, it's like, I have to be in a certain headspace. Right. Right. Because it will like definitely, um, it will definitely like affect me. Um, I've noticed personally, like, uh, I'm, I'm, I advocate all the time and you know this from my Instagram stories mm-hmm. for workers' rights, women's rights, mm-hmm. right. uh, sent black women, um, mm-hmm. black women, especially mm-hmm. um, being able to sit there and understand that mm-hmm. black women, they have always been the first ones to do the work. Like they've always exactly. been the first ones to go to bat. Um, the last thing they need. And my mom always told me, it's like the last thing they need is like, to feel like they have another like child, like man, baby, that they got to like, like care for. That's, that's deep. That's some deep stuff. <laughs> so like, just don't be in a Right. Like my mom's like an emotionally stunted 12 year old, like black women don't need that. No. And, and, and we can, and we can segue into like safe spaces for black women i was about to say it's funny that we're talking about this is literally what i was going to talk about so mental health in the black community fighting the stigma i want to talk about that because i think we naturally went there and that's why i love these conversations and letting them flow because they usually go there why don't we we need i feel like we need to talk about that oh yeah most definitely so um i'm gonna let you start off because i i'm curious what your your take is on this and how you talk to to black men specifically right now (laughs) um submission is not a right submission is earned by providing a safe space for your partner to be vulnerable and to feel protected and safe mm-hmm. um this whole narrative is just like oh i'm the man uh that's a very misogynistic patriarchal view we're black patriarchy does not work with us mm-hmm. um patriarchy is a system both it, it's like the one drop i hate to say it it's a it's a centric eurocentric like purity based like system the farther you are from pure white the less it, it benefits you um, so <clears throat> dominance submission this idea that like women these that the black women have to be submissive to you off rip. Mm-hmm. Um, I know personally, like submission is mm-hmm. comes with safe space that comes right. with feeling heard, seen, emotionally cared for outside mm-hmm. of not being physically provided for. Um, and a lot of black women, they don't have those spaces. No. So definitely, uh, and I think it's important for us as as black men. Um, we have to provide those spaces. First, we have to heal ourselves because through us healing ourselves and us fighting against those systems and doing some of that unprogrammed like reprogramming, it helps us be better for our, for black women, you know, in general, you know, getting away some from some of those toxic mindsets, creating that space and instead of you being the person just dumping everything, allowing a black woman to have that space within you to speak and to vent and to, to grow as well and not into really take her at face value what she's saying not gaslighting her doing all those things are super important as well so I think we have to 
we owe it to ourselves in a sense of owing it to ourselves. We also owe it to people who are affected and who need it the most, Black women, Black children, all those things. We have to be at our best so that we can help others and be at their best and just in general for just self-worth. Right. And this idea also of like trauma or struggle love in the Black community. Not yeah, let's love. let that go. Let's yeah, let that go in 2022. Not, I'm sick of that. Not all love needs to be accentuated in the kind of popped with this idea of like oh it's always a fight Mm -hmm. um specifically like you know had a partner um she asked me she's like do you ever get like the feeling that you just kind of like start an argument I'm like why no like why would I ever want to just start an argument like I'm sitting here at peace I'm trying to be your peace why would I ever want to mess up my home um Mm -hmm. it's kind of just toxic and same thing with men it's just like Mm -hmm this idea of like trauma or struggle of like ideally in the black community unfortunately systemically it, it's become a very large kind of def- defining factor of our relationships mm-hmm. it, yeah it's even to the degree where it's like oh you know yeah I just argue all the time that just means it's it's going to be hard mm-hmm. that means y'all love each other or oh you know y'all work through hard times they cheated on you or whatever you can work your way through that or, oh, you know, she's emotionally unavailable to you and, you know, she's not giving you much, but you just got to love her through that. Right. No, you got to stop that. We right. have to stop that. You deserve better. They deserve better. Honestly, like just not okay. able to communicate, mm-hmm. um, communicating needs. Um, mm-hmm. We can definitely touch on this uh, specifically when it comes to mental health. Yes. Needs is huge. <laughs> Exactly. And communicating needs effectively mm-hmm. um, will save you so much time and pain from, you know, people that I'm trying to find a way to, 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 to word this. Being able to communicate your needs your will set you up for success instead mm-hmm. of disappointment in the future. Right. So um, one thing I've been really trying to do is I prioritize I feel statements mm-hmm. um, instead of being like, you don't do this. Mm-hmm. I, hey, I feel like, you know, this need isn't being met or mm-hmm. what can do a little bit better. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically in my relationships, I do a two week check in um, every two weeks. I just ask the simple question of, hey, smart, um, smart hey where are we at how are we doing mm-hmm. where do you want to be how can i help you get there what can i be doing to better support you mm-hmm. um i feel like i need this this and this um and those i feel statements often actually circumvent the whole personal attack feeling that I feel right. like people right. feel when you address things that they are not doing right. and then it keeps them from also like shutting down mm-hmm. um because ultimately, I'm oh, sorry, what were you saying? No, I was going to say, because I just wanted to jump in, because ultimately, you, you, the thought process, you're in a relationship together, you're not against each other, you're supposed to be building something together. So in order to build something, you have to be able to communicate what's not being met. If you're constantly this, he did this, she did that, they did this, they did that, how are you, con- how are you having a healthier relationship? And what kind of like, what kind of foundation are you building ultimately? Is your house built on something that's great? And then when you start moving up into different levels of that, you have this good foundation where your house can 
hold against those different struggles because for instance if you decide to be with this person long term marriage or partnership or whatever you know finances are something that can be you need to see if you're you have a good foundation that could be something that breaks down a relationship loss of a child you know loss of parents loss of not even different things like major things it could just be little things. little things too yeah such as like you know not you don't need something exciting every mm-hmm. single time you're with this like there doesn't need to be fireworks every time this person that's normal um that's a good one that's like there, like there there are times in relationships where like i'm and me specifically i know i have to work around this because like i always this is this is one of my red flags is i pride mm-hmm. myself on being the best that people have mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like that <laughs> so um so Anybody who has previously been with Wade, we want you to come uh, on to the podcast and see if this is not playing. <laughs> I'm, I'm always going to respect them. Um, yeah, they've all been wonderful. Right. Um, but, you know, there are times where, like, just sitting in silence with this person is mm-hmm. wonderful. Like, right. it doesn't always need to be, like, you know, movie, like, mm-hmm black nativity snow falling like the, right. the, the the beautiful white mink coat twirling around in the <laughs> it doesn't always need to be that just no. skin glistening teeth pearly like no. <laughs> sometimes it's it's just sitting there on the couch in silence or just like so how was the day mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. they're reading a book you're reading a book right like it doesn't always have to be marked with just like this action or just this excitement right exactly doing that will always set yourself up mentally like mental health like the pressure that comes with that so i was gonna ask you that um and i kind of want to get into that a little bit not to get like too personal i'm just saying like in general like with relationships so what is the pressure how is that has that pressure like you know been difficult for you in terms of like okay so your mental health my right. mental health yeah. is yeah. like specifically relationship wise. Um, like, how has that been difficult? I was I was raised, like I said, by with you know a sister, a good mother, a, mm. a, a good father, and specifically watching my mom and dad love each other. Mm-hmm. Their love, when I tell you, like their love is the benchmark. Mm-hmm. Like everything I've come to know in relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad. I have a feeling if my dad could like pick my mom's hair out and like cocoa butter massages like 24-7, he would. Like he loves that woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I I always try to project that in my relationships, not like, you know, oh, but always just like take the little things. Um and you'd be surprised how far it goes. Just being able to provide somebody with a safe space, just how much like that alone is is enough. Um, I feel like a lot of people underestimate the ability to have a safe space, and you know. Um, so, I know specifically, I used to like have this very like fairy tale esque idea of love, like you know, mm-hmm. I mean, like. Um, and then as like, I grew, obviously went through high school and stuff, uh, mm. that changed. And what I realized is some people, you, some people you just can't do anything for because they weren't with you in the right, for the right reasons anyway. 
Mm-hmm. Like I found a lot of people nowadays, especially like with this red flag trend. I'm gonna use this for as an example. <laughs> this recent red flag trend that we <laughs> So one thing I've learned is it's okay to have a preference or it's okay to have a type as long as you are not attacking somebody like for what they don't have that is okay to have a type but somebody not being your type is not a red flag exactly somebody being your type is not a red flag Mm -hmm. so you know we we often always project like these images like i know especially around my 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 peoples like my friend would be like hey bro like yeah I'm, i'm talking to this this wonderful girl i'm like oh let me see a picture and you know they're like oh well she 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 don't have social like that she don't and i'm just like well okay let's unpack that mm-hmm. like why are you ashamed of the person you you rocking with they don't okay. have to be beautiful to everybody else they got to be beautiful to you exactly they, you like her for, they're not for everybody else they're for you exactly. and if, they, if you like them i love them exactly i'm always you're always going to have my support but it's very toxic like you know um ideas perpetuated amongst about beauty and beauty standard Mm -hmm. um and what's the norm is very much exactly it's 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 a lot and it it gets to be words i'm trying to find a lot it gets to be a lot it's and ridiculous, I, honestly. Somebody who, like, you know, <laughs> I love I love a good date. Mm-hmm. I love a good date. Um, I will sit there. I get it from my mama, honestly. My mom, she's the planner. She'll be like, mm-hmm. I found this amazing brunch restaurant. Mm-hmm. I found this uh, bottomless mimosas. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Right. I'm very much like that. So, so I get that from her. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I like really a lot of pressure there. when I first started dating, mm-hmm. like especially like in college, mm-hmm. um, my dates like they they always had to be like grand. And then I realized like sometimes it's just the little things mm-hmm. like, making them feel appreciated. Um, so definitely like you trying to live up to expectations of what you view as like couple goals. Um, it can be difficult it's very hard drive your relationship into the ground every single Mm -hmm. time right Um, because you're never going to feel like you're adequate enough or like you you stack up enough what Mm -hmm. you have to realize is what works for y'all works for y'all it might Mm -hmm. not be everybody else but that's not for them that's for you um and as long as you guys can communicate what y'all need um what the understanding is Mm -hmm. the boundaries of said relationship right um, then hey by all means go for it okay. and the key is are you your own relationship goals are you are, right what it needs to be are you measured up are you at the point where you think point that you think you should be at because of internally what's going on not because of what they're doing over here not because of what they're doing over here or what you see um in front of you but how do you feel personally within this relationship is it what you want it to be one of my biggest things is like, um, for me, one of my biggest battles is I have like this overwhelming sense that like, um, I am not worthy of being loved at times. Mm. 
And I've realized that it's honestly come from a place and obviously it's gotten better mm-hmm. as I've been working, mm-hmm. but it came from a place of me not loving myself. Mm-hmm. If you can't love yourself, no one can love you. Exactly. You have to be exactly. able to love yourself. Um, there's a quote that says, it is not our job to seek love. It is our job to seek out the barriers within us that are keeping us from finding love. Oh. So, um, heavy stuff. Keep on dropping them gems. You you cannot expect to fill a vessel that is like broken at the bottom. Mm-mm. Like you you can't. So you have to do that work and love yourself before you can love anybody else. Now, is it possible to learn how to do that with somebody? Absolutely, but you right. have to be able to be vulnerable. Um, and due to trauma, which I'm sure we'll get into next. I was going to say, yeah, uh, as you, you mentioned it, you, we right here, we're right here, we're right here. <laughs> um, trauma can make that hard for people. I was going to say, yeah. And that's what I wanted to kind of talk about next, how it affects us and tries to define us. So, you know, obviously one thing I think, um, I think sometimes the word people think, oh, when you hear trauma, you automatically think, oh, it's this, it's this huge thing. It's like something significant that happened in your life. Like you broke your leg when you were five years old in this skating accident or whatever. Trauma is literally every single thing. It could be anything. Trauma is like life. Anything (laughs) that like can contribute to like a negative mental space. And people understand that. So everybody, like you said, everybody thinks trauma is like, you know, Bruce Wayne Mm -hmm. parents walking down the alley, like Batman origin story levels of sad, but trauma can be like, you know, um, losing something that's very close to you and then just having your feelings invalidated. Um, Trauma can, can be a lot of things. And specifically within like, you know, black community and, and, you know, parenting, it's hard to to recognize that sometimes hard to recognize, but it's hard to live in a society where survival parenting is, it's, it's a must. Exactly. Not have some form of trauma inflicted Mm -hmm. onto the children. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause you're thinking more about how you can get them to 18 rather than you're like, can I get them to 18? Can I get them to college? The other things about like, Oh, maybe they, Oh, you went out. Your audio went out. You're good. You're good now. Yeah. I saw you talking. I was like, no, how can I get them out as safely as possible? Like they might be a little, you know, Mm -hmm. Couple bumps, know, bumps and scrapes, bruises, putting mm-hmm. and beating along the way, but they're alive. Right. And I want to say this in a sense of like, when it comes down to trauma is that your trauma is real and it's valid, you know, whatever it may be, you know, comparison is the devil and it's, it's not something. So if your trauma is you got bullied because your hair was short, if that affected you, that affected you. Don't think just because somebody else had some other form of trauma that seemed like it was more, severe that your trauma is not real your trauma is real to you and it affects the way you do things right please be mindful of that huh you aren't you are not your trauma no you are not your trauma you are not your trauma um a lot of people who um specifically like i have friends who come from all walks of life you know Mm -hmm. like 
well, this happened to me when I was younger. I was robbed of this. I can never share this experience with my significant other or my partner. Right. Um, I'm not worthy of being loved. And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. so, that couldn't be farther from the truth. Mm-hmm. You are just as deserving and worthy of love as anybody else. Exactly. Um, your trauma does not define you. If anything, mm-hmm. it makes you, you. It makes mm-hmm. you uniquely and beautifully you never be ashamed of that what i will say is just do the work to try to heal from it and healing exactly. from it might not be a, a therapy session mm-hmm. every week it might not be right now but just mm-hmm. work on it. Mm-hmm. it just one day at a time that's all you can do exactly so, one day at a time because it takes a while it's not something that happens overnight it's not like okay oh, you know, I was bullied when I was six years old or whatever. I finally had this one therapy session and I cried and I got over it. No, it's going to take you a couple of those sessions, maybe. Or might maybe it'll take you writing this down, how much you were hurt and then burning that letter. Or maybe you do stand up and you write jokes about it and it helps you out. It might be one of those things too. like my humor specifically like anybody who's in my life i'm sure you can assess i'm funny as um but my I'm humor huh i'm trying not to laugh because it's some of the shit you said <laughs> like some a lot of my humor is based in projection of my trauma <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's okay to laugh because i laugh at myself too listen it was a great it's a good joke it's a great joke even <laughs> but, oh no not that one <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a good joke it's a great joke even but with that being said um shout out if you get the reference uh but you know sorry yo. trauma and, and and healing and coping with trauma your coping mechanisms look different for everybody it does don't ju- don't shame people because of how they oh, cope man. with it please don't no. do that it, If you want to, you know, if you identify that coping mechanisms might be like self-destructive, then it is okay to sit there and Mm. in a non-judging way, Mm. ask the question, how can I help you? And sometimes Mm. people don't want to be helping. You cannot help anybody that does not want to help. So if drinking is how they cope with their trauma and they're like not in that space where you can help them, you got to let them go. If they decide to do whatever else you gotta let them rock because one of one of the (laughs) one of the like the most oh my god it actually came in the form of a song lyric uh by clever everything beautiful definitely would recommend listening to it um check it out he goes on to say that hurt people only make more hurt people Mm, yes hurt people only make more hurt people so if you're dealing with somebody who's hurt and traumatized and they Mm -hmm. are not ready to like address that like self-harming like coping mechanism Mm -hmm. or they you cannot force them to because you're only going to get hurt in the end Mm -hmm. and then you're going to have trauma and it's going to become this never-ending chain it could be so definitely Mm-hmm. definitely understanding when people are ready to be helped but also when they are ready to be helped providing them a safe space to do so mm-hmm. 
and asking them what they need in that aspect of how do I help you through this trauma? Because what you think they need may not be what they need. You may think, oh, I need to give them this huge hug. Back the hell up. Me personally, I'm not a hugger. Give me... I will like right like I I know for me specifically like personal care for me just uh, just be here like Mm -hmm. I just need you present like I don't need Mm -hmm. I don't need Mm -hmm. just just be here exactly and sometimes that might not even be me talking that just might be like you doing your thing while I cook or like Mm -hmm. while I play the game or this and when I'm ready to have that conversation I'm ready but that, that exactly. looks different for everybody. Exactly, exactly. Um, I'm looking over our notes. I feel like we've we've literally hit almost everything just with in this non-script way. I love this type of format because it allows it to be a real organic conversation. Because I, I hate feeling overly like you know like uh structured structured in the sense of like this is what I want this is what I want we've kind of talked on uh, on a lot of things but I want one thing I want to co- go back to and touch on a little bit and I guess we'll end off because I I'm very aware of your time constraints as well I don't want to like you know hold no, you I, got, I got time mm-hmm. but also I'm gonna have you back this is you, you thought this is the this you thought this was a one go no <laughs> we're gonna no, talk this about is definitely this. okay no, because listen, you've been you've been spitting some gems. We're gonna have a we need to have a relationship episode just talking about that, you know, life learned and love and all that stuff. Cause I'm like, listen, I'm like, yeah, he's spitting some, he's spitting. This this, this man's spitting. <laughs> but um, I want to go back to mental health and black community fighting the stigma. So I know we talked about it a little bit, but I feel like I want to get more into that, what that kind of looks like. Cause it's, it's, it's a loaded question, but I feel like if we can just maybe um, throw out some ideas or throw out some things that we need to let go as far as stigma when it comes to mental health and then just kind of like throw them out and then maybe come back to them. Or right, just behaviors okay. that need to die. Let's say behaviors okay. that need to die in 2021. Oh, man, I've been waiting for this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. So been, let's been, just throw them out like, boom, this, boom, this, boom, this, right. boom, this, boom, this, boom. It's okay to cry. Mm-hmm. You are not acting like a girl. There's mm-hmm. nothing feminine about crying. You will cry on your own time. Sometimes we just need a good cry. It doesn't make you crazy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you soft. Mm-hmm. Um, two, mental health is real. Depression is mm-hmm. real. It's not the devil. Stop equating it to the can't devil. pray it away. You can't you pray it away. Not pray away depression. If you notice your kid, your partner, your mm-hmm. your your child is depressed, take the time to learn. Take the time to educate mm-hmm. yourself. Faith because, without works is dead. Because the last thing you want to hear is that you know, oh, I did all this praying and I came home, and little peanut is in his bed. <laughs> so sorry this isn't funny but like little peanut is in his bedroom like you know having hurt himself mm-hmm. um right like you know you you have to take action and there are there there there's plenty of systems in place and and resources in place to help you do so i know on my personal like i guess tag mm-hmm. um for this podcast you'll find the the suicide prevention hotline yes and, you will um that was a crisis hotline other crisis resources hotline. but there are other resources that mm-hmm. you can go to understanding that 
it's okay not to feel safe by yourself mm-hmm. being very like adamant with like hey i just need somebody right now mm-hmm. i just need you know i just need to be somewhere mm-hmm. that whether that be at like you know a kickback whether that be with your family playing spades, mm-hmm. whether that be with your girl, you know, doing self-care, helping her put her hair up in her bonnet, or, mm-hmm. you know, you, like I said earlier, self-care, mm-hmm. um, it's okay not to be okay. And it's okay yes. to understand that you are not safe by yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw in one. Self-care is not a luxury. It is a necessity. Yes, you have to practice self-care. Coming from somebody who's working on it, you have to practice self-care. It's literally your lifeline. In order for you to be the practice true, real mental wellness, you have to have a self-care plan. And it's not supposed to look like everybody else's. It's not necessarily bubble baths and doing your nails and stuff like that. It could be simply doing things that are necessary for yourself. Getting up on time, getting up early. It could be making sure you have a balanced breakfast, walking 15 minutes a day. Cleaning your room. Like I know specifically- Cleaning your room. I, I, mm. I specifically like, even to this day, like I have a depression den, mm. I have an ADHD den mm. once a week, I will go through and deep clean my room twice mm. a week. I'll go through and deep clean my room. Quick side note, he's the one who put me on to that. Cause he literally, so one little quick side story, I was going through it my senior year. Um, he peeped it. I don't think a lot of people peeped it. Well, some people did. Um, he came to my room. My room was just awful. He was like, are you okay? He's like, he said, you're something of the effect that yeah, my mom, your my, my outside mom, affects your let me, head. Let me tell you, my mom is a guru. She <laughs> always looked at me. She said, the state of your bed is the state of your head. That's what it was. That's exactly what it was. And I was like, well, dang, I guess it is. Cause <laughs> the, state, the state of your bed is the state of your head. Mm-hmm. So, right so that's super important but yes self-care is a necessity it's not a luxury in order to survive and to be alive essentially you have to have that put into place you need that um that's my one i'm gonna let you jump in <laughs> with another one if you haven't see here okay boom right so gender roles and when i say gender roles i'm talking about toxic masculinity and toxic femininity i'm talking mm-hmm. like bordering like turf and like incel misogyny the community y'all don't like to call it that y'all mm-hmm. think it's just being men or women but it's it's it's, mm-hmm. it's damaging um a lot of us don't realize that our preferences are very much continued over from the hypersexualization over aggression portrayed by both the black men and women mm-hmm from body type to how we carry ourselves mm-hmm. it is okay it is okay not to be mm-hmm. those things as mm-hmm. long as you find the thing for you mm-hmm. it is okay not to be those things you're human you're not perfect right. um another one I'll, I'll jump in with is that you're you're not crazy you're not whatever for seeking help or having mental health issues anxiety the having anxiety does not make you crazy having depression does not make you crazy being bipolar does not make you crazy having any type of mental disorder i know sometimes the old perception uh, especially with older generations are something's wrong with you and crazy is this word um and i'm using quotations because it's not crazy and crazy is a term that needs to be deaded you aren't you are simply a human being who is struggling who's this a person 
everybody has things going on. Everybody has stuff. We all got stuff. My anxiety be with my anxiety be anxiety. And I'm not I'm not a bad person for I'm not crazy for that. Other people have that going on. You're simply just surviving and living. I I can never like express this more just being somebody who does like deal with like depression Mm -hmm. um and then like you know anxiety maybe not as much uh but it definitely flavors up specifically all this week um it's final season baby and i'm praying for you uh, right for me Mm -hmm. um i'm shooting for you know that that 4.0 season so like it has been very much like just Mm -hmm. this tightness in my chest Ooh. like and i'm just like what is this and like i'm just like is this anxiety mm-hmm. and like i've really had to like really kind of understand that mm-hmm. um taking the time taking the time to educate yourself mm-hmm. one of the biggest things is is don't self-diagnose don't don't, don't self-diagnose don't diagnose because you you are going to like you know think yourself into a hole doing that you're going to be sitting here like i got like manic bpd borderline schizophrenic um go like i said professional help yes please get professional help it's okay because you could have those things but if you do you still need to get the professional help for them you could right. be on the money because you may know your body, you may know what's going on, but you still need to have an official diagnosis and know how to do those things. Another thing that's stigma, medication is okay if you truly need yes. it. Medication is okay. Some people need the medication to be centered or be balanced, whatever that looks like for them. It's okay to do that. You're not, it's not um, bad to do that. Like, I just, and listen, I, I do kind of want to attack on like a segment, if that's okay. It's just like okay. mechanism you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, start your day with affirmations. I know like I have one specifically that I uh, that I say, and it, it, it might not like be said every day, but it mm-hmm. always kind of puts me in a space that I need to be in. Right. Yeah to recenter and that is you know um i might not be perfect mm-hmm. but by the time this life is over it's going to be a masterpiece um Love life it. is one of the most beautiful games you will ever play it's one of the hardest things you'll ever do but mm-hmm. it is one of the most beautiful and greatest things that we will ever take part in um enjoy the journey Mm-hmm. enjoy the ride don't mm-hmm. don't sit there and rob yourself of the happiness to being able to look around and just take a moment to exist especially in this world that like we're all defined by our ability to produce mm-hmm. and we're all defined by a letter or a a, a, a dollar sign um it's all it's okay to get out and touch some grass mm-hmm. and just slow it down mm-hmm. and enjoy the earth and life so definitely that um breathing meditation journaling mm-hmm. um personally i've been trying to really get into journaling um meditation has okay. become a really big one for me <clears throat> 
walking doesn't always look like you know candles lit in a circle right you no know, legs really? for meditation i read a book by christopher moore called lamb mm-hmm. and lamb discusses the missing years of jesus's life and it talks about the story of how jesus it's how jesus learned to be the son of god mm-hmm. so he traveled to all these different cultures from mm-hmm. india to the tibetan monks mm-hmm. and the the middle east but it's told through the viewpoint of his childhood best friend biff also known as the 13th lost disciple mm-hmm. and biff and jesus are polar opposites but biff has a lot of <laughs> book where he says prayer is the act of talking to the universe meditation is the act of listening mm-hmm. You can never listen and talk at the same time. My dad always told me this. It's always his biggest critique of me. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Pops. Um, Shout out to him. But, you know, take that time to listen to your body, to the universe. Like, it's okay to talk and project outwards what you want, but you also need to be able to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely, yeah. Definitely. Um, any other things I would add on? Honestly, no. <laughs> this has honestly been like a really great episode. Um, I don't think there's any more I can add on to this um, in terms of like, you know, we're ending off with like things to help yourself. I want to take this moment to just say, you know, thank you for coming on the show. I truly appreciate it. It's been wonderful. And you've been you dropping gems, dropping gems all day. You know, it's been great having this conversation. It's necessary, you know. Appreciate it. It's important. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think before I go, I do want to sit there and say to whoever's listening, mm-hmm. um, you're wonderful. Mm-hmm. You are valid in everything you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, you might not be where you want to be, but you are right where you need to be. And that's okay. Um, if you were struggling with mental health or problems, um, reach, out. reach out and talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Call the crisis line, call counselors. If you're on a mm-hmm. college campus, I know every, right. I don't know a college that doesn't have a, have a counselor mm-hmm. that has some form of access to a psychologist right. um, that right. they can recommend you to. Mm-hmm. Um, you are wonderful in every single way. And I could not be prouder of you. I think that's where we end off. This has been another episode of the Awkward Adventures of a College Graduate. As always, stay awkward, my friends. Until next time. Bye.